still at baby Megan. She just went to the club for the first time. She just had her first drink. She just had her first drink, and now we're talking about hacking the feds. So it's like, what are we doing here? Hello, this is Black by Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Weaver, and we're back to talk about Cruel Summer, Season 2, Episode 5. As you know, we go into great detail over here, so if you haven't watched the episode yet, pause, come back, get cozy in your mall Aeropostale, as this episode calls out, and I am bringing in my co-host, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Um, Alicia, were you an Aeropostale baddie back in the day? Hell no. Hell <laughs> no. I was buying... I grew up in Brooklyn, so I was buying, like, clothes from, like, <laughs> like either the Saudi stores, the Saudi stores on Flatbush, or, like, VIM, Vim, or, like, um, Charlotte Russe, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Claire's, of course. Who didn't go to Claire's? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was, yeah. I, was a, I was a mall baddie, but not, not Aeropostale. Not Got it. Um, I personally wasn't buying anything from Aeropostale, but, um, my friend would let me raid her closet and I didn't realize, but all the hoodies I like to borrow from her, they were so freaking soft. She was like, oh yeah, all those are Aeropostale hoodies. And Mm. I was like, oh, I guess I, I messed with this brand heavy. Um, what is your, your big overarching thoughts about this new episode? Wait, wait, before I get into that, I want to call out some other teenage baddie clothing stores. Pretty Girl and Rainbows were also some favorites. I was going to ask you if you were a rainbow yes. person. Cause I was. Were... I was a rainbow hoe. Yes. Got it. Got um, it. But my overall feelings for this episode? Mm-hmm. It was good. It was spicy. It, it gave was. me what I wanted. Like. It was, I love that we got some black drama happening, you know? I feel like the acting stepped up because we got that new character, okay? Mm-hmm. Izzo was acting a little bit more because she had this this black person to bounce off of in a mm-hmm. very romantic way that had a lot of tension in it. Also, mm-hmm. he was fine, too. Like, I think mm-hmm. they would be a cuter couple than her and, like, Luke. Like, yeah. you know, no shade yeah. to Luke. No shade to that actor. <laughs> But I just don't feel chemistry between Luke and, and Isa at all. Yeah, and um, she says so. But they got episode. it in this episode. And they got it in, too. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. was like, it was amazing. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing why are this? We lying? Why are we already lying to... <laughs> I don't know. Why are we already lying to boys about the sex being good? Honestly, this was another episode of Isa being delusional, okay? (laughs) She is in a delusional state. But as you know, we don't go by scene by scene that the episode does because it's jumping around three different timelines. We're keeping it chronologically in each timeline. So we have our times together and our clues together for new theories. So... The first timeline in this episode is July 25th, 1999. Isabella, she's writing to Lisa once again in the Airstream. And she's talking about, I'm so close to Megan. And Luke is really sweet. Um, We have 
a picture of Lisa for the first time, I was shocked it was a dark-skinned girl, black girl. I, I was questioning if Lisa was even black for a minute. So when her face popped up, I was like, what? I really like that Lisa is a dark-skinned black girl. I feel like this episode was showing us that Isa has a whole black life that she left behind. <laughs> Which added some more, like, nuance to her dynamic with, with Megan and Luke and being in this all-white town. Because I, I felt like, what's really happening here racially? I mean, I've been thinking racially this whole show. Yeah, but, like, yeah. to know that she also, like, yeah, she had this Black ex. She had this Black uh, best friend. Like but class is also more, a big part of it. Class is a big part. They're in right. like a boarding school in Switzerland, which is right. still really weird that all of them just straight up sound American, even though they're supposed to be like, yeah, not American. Um, yeah, and he makes some yeah. some comments about how she's dressing. Basically, the whole episode with this new Trevor character, he's been like, "Bitch, you've been living like this." <laughs> exactly. He is appalled. He is shocked and appalled. He is like, you, you're brand new, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, you're acting brand new. And I miss you at the same time. But also, like, you have not told these white people the truth about your past. Like, they don't really know you the way I know you. And, yeah, she is, she's trying to assimilate but also run away from something. We, we've Absolutely. known that from the beginning. But, like... Mm-hmm we can see that even more that there's something that she's trying to escape from. And that escapism is, is trying to go into this like white town as well. Right. in this white ass family. And so there's something deeper happening that we're we're beginning to see more of that kiss with her and Trevor. We're jumping. We're jumping. We're jumping. (laughs) Let's get back to it. Okay, let's um, get back. Let's get back. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, Megan's working at this at this little pub bar thing. We see Ned, he's getting his order. He gets extra mustard, which comes back later. Um and Isabella's watching the whole thing and she was like, "Ew, Megan, like she calls him like the crazy captain. We don't know much about this character, but Megan's like, "Oh, he he cool." So he has some kind of bad reputation. Later, uh, Megan and Isabella, they're riding together and they're talking about their men's. But Megan's like, look, I'm not official with Jeff. It's it's just fine. So she already knows, like, I'm not trying to do the most with Jeff. Um, Isabella says Luke isn't happy about Jeff and Megan um, hooking up which is very interesting that she's keyed in. We did not see that last episode. And that she claims that there's more of a vibe between Luke and Megan than her and him, which is, I I really want to understand the mentality of Isabella. Like, what is this? I... I found that confusing, too, because Isabella is, like... She is both highly aware of herself and her surroundings, Mm -hmm. but then also, like, can willingly play into uh, obliviousness. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that she 
is balancing those two things again like they're teenagers so mm-hmm. like teenagers can can know what's up but then also be like whatever I'm gonna like keep having fun right and I think Isabella is leaning into that but it's still just like you know that homeboy doesn't really like you and that he's checking for your supposed best friend um I want to know how you feel about him though you know which like how like Isabella how do you feel about Luke do you actually like him or do you like the idea of him do you like that he is um someone that Megan wants like is that what's making him attractive to you because if you are if you're peeping game if you're peeping that like he is 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 you know reacting to Megan and Jeff mm-hmm. being together, and that's distracting your relationship. And you're calling that out, like, I mean, I don't, she doesn't look like the type to want to like dangle this man between them. In the beginning, it kind of seemed like she did because Megan wasn't messing with her, you know. But it's changed now. So it's very, it's very weird. And like Megan, it's very weird. Once again, Megan's a terrible friend because while Isabella's asking her about her love life, this bitch doesn't return a question at all. Of like, yeah, like don't you like Luke? Oh, like, why yes. Why do you keep like, yes? Looking something my that way. I something I noticed between them is that um, Isa asked Megan. Megan, a lot of questions, like a lot of questions. And yeah, Megan, you're right. Megan does not really ask questions in return. And I I don't even, I think it's like the writers like trying to use questions as like a way to move the plot along, but it's still like, it doesn't feel like natural dialogue. It's unrealistic. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, there are dynamics where this happens. I think women or femmes complain about like men not asking a single question during right. a whole date. But this is right. so weird for teenage girls who like tend to like overshare everything, especially with like new besties. Like, right. this is very weird. And like, a little unrealistic and part of me is like I'm not gonna feel bad for Megan when this bites her in the butt because like you should have been asking questions (laughs) (laughs) so they pull up to the house and Isabella has a visitor y'all and it is Trevor apparently they knew each other in Switzerland he was Lisa's older brother um, Debbie invites him over for lunch. You can see on Isa's face of like, oh shit. And like, she does not want him to be staying any longer than he has to. And Megan also mentions, oh, we got Christmas in July if you want to come along. So he's like, oh, let's do this then. So. Who? Um, Trevor. What are we thinking about this new edition? I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm very happy. It's starting to feel like a real teen soap, you know? Like, I feel like this would happen on Gossip Girl or something. of like Or finally, One Tree Hill. Yes. We finally get a character that knows something and is seeing the other sneaky character. And it's like, okay, let's get some beats. Because he... He came in hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, he came in at 85 and went to 100 within, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. It was great. 
it was yeah. great. Like whatever school, whatever acting school this young man went to, like shout out to him. Like he he did it for me. Like he had me at the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. And didn't he enter with like Debbie? Wasn't it Debbie who first met yeah. him? Yeah, he was yeah. in the house with Debbie already. Yeah, he and- was in the. <laughs> And Debbie's like clueless he, like, self. Clueless. Like, he just intercepted this this white space so swiftly. Like, he didn't even, like, he didn't hit up Lisa. Not Lisa. He didn't hit up um, Issa. He didn't hit up Megan. Well, he, he didn't even nah. know Megan's number or whatever. But he was just like, nah, I'm going nah. straight to the mom. He's going to let me in this house. I'm a surprise, Issa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, shake up the waters a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to be stuttering. Like, and he, he did... He followed the assignment. He he made this episode excellent, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and we get more mention of we get more mention of Issa's parents in this because apparently yeah. he knew where she was at because of the parents, and he's been talking to these oh, parents. Oh yes, yes, I was you're really right. Like, do these parents exist at this point? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we know someone who knows her parents exist. Right. Right. He he makes he makes Isa's world outside of this town more tangible and more um more real. vivid. Like we can, more real. Yeah. We can see that like, okay, there's there's a whole world outside of this town for her and there's yeah. proof. Yeah. Next, um, Trevor, Isa, and Megan go to Christmas in July. It literally looks like just vendors in a parking lot. <laughs> I know, I know. But there's like the dock too. Like, like, wa- yes. like we're always being surrounded by water. Um, um, so yeah, so Trevor, he t- says he's going to university in London now. And um, he tells Isabella that he's been looking for her for months. Um, Luke ends up coming up, kisses Isabella. Now we got weird tension between the two because Trevor's like, oh, that really? face Trevor made. That's what we're doing. Like, yeah. That's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Luke <laughs> is starting to like give the energy back. He's like, where did yeah. you come from? Yeah. So, is, yeah. Everyone's eating together, and Trevor never stays off of Isa's neck because she's about to eat a whole corn dog. And he's like, whoa, since when? He's like, you a vegetarian. And, like, Megan and them are trying to be all sassy about this and was like, well, people change. And then he's like, mm, okay, but you change in you're changing a lot. And, like, Parker and some more kids end up joining them. And hasn't it been like five months since they've yes. seen each other? Okay. Yes. So she changed a lot in five months, which you can change a lot in five months, especially if you're around different people. Like, he, obviously, he's already he, clocking her for like dressing differently. Her for it's like, everything. Yeah. It's everything. It's everything. I mean, it, it was an interesting back and forth because. Mm-hmm is this whole thing is, well, I'm a woman, like, I have my own mind, like, I can change, like, da-da-da-da-da, which is valid, but then Trevor is just like, no, like, you guys are mad brand new, like, Mm -hmm. this is not even about, like, this This is just, like, I've known you my whole life, (laughs) like, what is going Mm -hmm. on, you've only Mm -hmm. been gone for a few months, which, yeah. Yeah. So, Trevor, he 
goes on. They, Isabella claims that, you know, she used to skip classes with Liza. Like, these kids are such goody-goodies. So they're like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Um, Trevor. <laughs> you said Liza. <laughs> oh, Isa. Sorry. Um, Trevor <laughs> says that um, they, so Isa went home with Lisa, which that's what's messing me up. <laughs> Both of them went home to his family's home. So I think that's how they became even closer during the fall. And then mm-hmm. he goes on and she says something about trying to go see Backstreet Boys. And he's like, thought you were in the Moby and them. Since when were you in the boy bands? <laughs> Luke, Luke tries to puff his chest and was like, maybe her tastes are better. You're trying to tell me right now, Luke. Luke, right now you're trying to tell me that Backstreet Boys is like better. Like, nothing about Wait. her life here is better. Wait. I didn't even, I, when he said maybe her taste got better, I wasn't even thinking about the Backstreet Boys versus Moby. I was thinking about Trevor. Right that. Well, no. No. Yeah. That. I know yeah. I know what he's really saying, but yeah. that's why I was like, Luke, even now you looking dumb because you just compared yourself to Backstreet Boys when he's bringing up Moby. <laughs> like, you look uncultured. Yeah, you look, you look like- uncultured. I mean, I, I, as a music head, as a music head, I will actually, like, I will, <laughs> I'm showing my ass right now. As, okay, as a music head, when Trevor was just like, you listen to Moby, I was just like, the fuck? Like, who <laughs> listens to Moby? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would have taken, I would have taken Sting. Like, yeah. if he was just like, no, nah, you listen to Sting, you listen to the police. Like, okay, that's more realistic to me as like a teenage girl, but like Moby? Yeah. So, it, so like, if we're talking about Moby versus Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Like, the I call, agree. okay, like, you know, whatever. But I cannot name a Moby song. No shade Me to Moby neither. fans. But I was just like, who listens to Moby? Then again, you know, she has traveled all over. Like, she has a different music exactly. But But also, she talked about, like, seeing sync before they got big in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So it tracks to me that she likes boy bands. But she's also a liar. She's a goddamn liar. <laughs> I don't think she is. She is a liar. Um, next, Trevor makes a comment about last winter. And this is when things get real, real uncomfortable. Because we know last winter is loaded. So he realizes she told nobody. And he was like, what because obviously this is a very pivotal thing for both of their lives and so he's like yeah is is a guy drunk got arrested um for being drunk and disorderly in a park um and she talks about it she's like yeah oh i was in the club in ibiza i did too much um peed in public blah blah blah. trevor (laughs) bailed her out apparently and then she got kicked out of school. All these kids are acting like this is amazing and cool. Nah. Um, then <laughs> Trevor is like, I had enough of this. Let's go talk privately. So they do. And Isabella says, oh, I can be myself around Megan. And Trevor's like, we both know that's impossible. So I wonder what that means. Um, Isabella said that she wished they hadn't kept it from Lisa 
Don't know what it is. It could have been their romantic relationship. And then Trevor said, there are rumors about that night. She was like, you don't believe them, do you? And he's like, I think he said no. I don't quite remember. But then Isabella keeps using her parents, which was very interesting. As like, well, you know, I couldn't tell you. My parents just tell me when we move. So I guess they're all moving. And yet she's the only one there. So what... And then she really yeah. tries to bat her eyes and get out of this, y'all, because she's like, I love you. And she kisses um, Trevor and Megan sees. Great uh, recap of that scene. Um, well, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing manipulation. Manipulative. Yes, yo, we, <laughs> we're seeing Issa's manipulative style. Um, and God, I'm a sucker for a good kiss, though, especially between black people. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, <laughs> like I was definitely just like, okay, like, cause you know, you know, Luke was not giving it to. No, no. <laughs> you know, Luke was not putting it down, um, kissing wise, and so okay, but. Physical, physical moment aside, um, I'm happy he didn't fall for it. I'm happy he didn't fall for it. I, I, you, you could tell that he wanted, wanted to, to, but, um, <laughs> but I'm happy he didn't fall for it. I, I'm happy. I, I think it was great how he like persistently was checking her throughout that whole time of being there Mm -hmm. I think you know the it of like so like the rumor and then also like what was it that um Lisa found out Mm -hmm. like those are going to be interesting things again we have that floppy disk at the Mm -hmm. top of mind um I still feel like this season is going to end with some kind of video within a within a show moment where like we're we're seeing the truth through like a, a TV screen or a computer screen. Um and I wonder Maybe it's the floppy disk. Maybe maybe it ends I think it's going to be the floppy it. disk. I think it's going to be the floppy disk. I still am team Isa is innocent. And you know what? I'm a I'm a stand beside him. Okay. What's that, what's that uh, TikTok sound? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand beside it. I'm gonna stand beside it. Okay. I still think she is in no sense. I think she. I I think something muddled is happening. Mm-hmm. If Lisa was her best friend, I don't think she would hurt her. Um, especially if you're dating your best friend's brother like I don't think she would maybe I have too much grace for for these characters but no characters just (laughs) Isa no because well I mean I also feel like Megan I don't know I don't I I can't see either of them being capable of murder you know I think I think it was an accident with with both characters that are dead Mm -hmm. or Something, someone's getting framed. Someone was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Okay. But I do have to remember the first season, people were sketchy. These teenagers were sketchy the first season. So I have to remember that, like, these teenagers in the second season have it within them, too. Yeah. Um, but for her parents to ship her away, 
Maybe. We don't even know. Because my thing is, like, maybe she was shipped away or maybe she asked to leave. Like, I can. Maybe she asked, yeah. I can see her lying about that. Um, but yeah, at the end of this conversation, after he tells her, like, that kiss ain't gonna do nothing. I have a dead sister. She was like, right. well, you need to leave. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I guess he, he agrees to. He does. Well, hopefully he comes back because we need, yeah. we need this character. He brought so much life to this yeah. show. Yeah. In just a few scenes. Shout out to him. I think he will. I think he will, given the the green timeline. But back to this one. So in the end, uh, Megan and Isabella talk, and Isabella, you know, Megan's like, I saw that kiss, and Isabella claims, oh, that was just like a slip up. <laughs> like, girl, what? <laughs> and then <laughs> Luke joins. Uh, Megan still has an attitude. But Luke is like, oh, Isabella, let's go to this cabin. And Megan's like, yeah, I'll I'll see y'all later. She's giving short responses. So Isabella and Luke go to this cabin. And she apologizes to him about Trevor, but, like, not, like, a concrete apology. And he's just like, it's okay. And then Honey Boo Boo just whips out a whole condom, which, like, (laughs) great on the protection, but it's like this escalated quickly. Um, <laughs> they have sex. After sex, Luke is like, oh my god, that was my first time. And he kind of says something slick. And she's like, well, I haven't fucked like, that many people. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Luke was like, oh, well, I, I feel like I've taken the red pill being with you. Let's get into the Matrix references because I am obsessed with the Matrix. You are. You are. Um, when he was just like, "Yeah, I feel like I'm taking the red pill." She did not get the reference. Nah. Um, she was like, "You wait, nerd." I, yeah, yeah. She was just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, I do want to rewind a little bit though and talk about like, yeah, him being like, he basically said something like, "Was this?" special to you too and she was and that's when she's just like well I haven't fucked with that many people like you know and and she she lies when he's just like was it amazing for you too she's like yeah and (laughs) it was not um what's the purpose of this like I don't I don't understand. She's already questioning if Luke and Megan have feelings together. She sees the ex. Is it that she's doubling down on this life by sleeping with Luke? Like, feelings for Megan be damned? Or what? Like, I think what? I think she's lonely. I think she's lonely and she, she wants some kind of comfort. Like, we okay. find out that, you know, there is uh, an insidious reason as to why she left her former home and left, you know, her people behind. She's in this town alone. Like she, she's starting over with, without anyone. Like she's just by herself. So I could see her feeling like, you know what? Like I, I need some comfort. Like I'm trying to become best friends with this white girl, but she's making it hard. Uh, You know, she, she probably has 
fallen into like romantic relationships as a place of comfort and like maybe she's not feeling Luke heavy but like she sees him as a nice guy mm. and it's just like you know what like I I want to hook up with this nice guy and I think he's sweet and like yeah I suspect that Megan is interested in him too but like I like I ain't got no one right now <laughs> like and he's attractive to me and and let me just like I don't know. I I feel like she's I feel like she's in a vulnerable place. She's just not like vocalizing that. I feel like her coming off as the cool girl is her facade to like cover up all the ways that she's feeling so vulnerable right now. And mm. yeah, to get shut down by by old boy by Trevor after kissing him, I especially see her needing to like boost up her self esteem. Mm. Like, all right, let me let me get it in real quick. Because uh, I wanted to get it in with this person, but that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, Luke is here. Is that fucked up? Part of me is just like, girl, this these can't be your only options, but okay. Mm-hmm. Megan uh, looks at Luke's fake ID at home on the computer. I don't know why, but see... Bab, age five, thanks her for the extra mustard. So this is probably Ned. The writers could give us a curveball, but Ned in the restaurant earlier was like, uh, she reminded him the extra mustard. So she asked if he has ever hacked the feds. What is going on with Megan? Because Megan, Megan just learned how to make a fight. A uh, fake ID. How do you go from making a fake ID to wanting to hack the feds? <laughs> these, te- first of all, okay, these teenagers are ambitious, and they also just watched The Matrix. Okay, they just watched The Matrix. It is two thousand. They are they are like skeptical of authority. They are skeptical of their reality. Megan, so she's skeptical just like authority. Megan. <laughs> I listen that ma- the Matrix was a cult was a huge cultural moment for for young people during that time. So I see her being like, "Listen, I'm about to like break this whole computer system and and starting with the fucking FBI. Like they're already on my ass. No, this is if the anything. I they're think not on she, her ass yet. They're exactly. not on her ass yet. Exactly. We're still at ba- baby Megan. She just went to the club for the first time. She just had her first drink." <laughs> She just had her first drink, and now we're talking about <laughs> hacking the feds. So it's like, what are we doing here? Listen, no, this was the timeline. She got a fake ID. She figured out how to change her grade. Yes, she and did. And then she's just like, let That's me That's still a huge jump. That's still a huge <laughs> jump. That's what it I'm is. trying to say. It's a huge leap. It is. So, okay. But again, like, she feels invincible. Teenagers be feeling invincible yeah. when they do, like, a couple things. No shade to teen. I sound so fucking old, yo. Like, no shade to, like, <laughs> no so, shade to teenagers. But, like, yeah, I think she feels invincible. Yeah. <laughs> so, Isabella, she walks in with, like, a drink. She's like, oh, I wasn't cheating, you know. I was trying to be a good friend to Trevor. And I was like, liar. And then Megan, she admits that she was actually happy when she saw that because she was like, ooh, yeah. maybe I am into Luke. And it's like, Megan, it it took you two seconds to try and switch. Trash. All, all of you. 
all of you because what are you saying and then once again Megan does something fucked up and she immediately tries to walk it back she's like oh I'm sorry like can we like forget about it can we take the blue pill and like Isabel should have told her to shut the hell up (laughs) and be like I don't want to hear about no damn pills ever again (laughs) right yeah I feel bad for her like hearing all these matrix references and like not understanding (laughs) um later Megan finds Isabella in the kitchen and Isabella's like look I'm not interested in a relationship with Luke so like you can have him you guys are soulmates (laughs) which is wild which is why it's wild that she said that like yeah (laughs) yeah she's like I'm good I'm good and it's just like straight up after I guess (laughs) I guess so next timeline December 25th 1999 Megan, Isabella and Lily are sitting together on the couch and Megan has gifted Isabella a scrapbook with pictures of their time together so sweet Isabella gives Megan an expensive monitor and you can tell Megan's like real uncomfortable with this gift but she's like I'll go put this in my room now um Megan looks at her grades online that she switched um and she's like in the process of changing them Isabella walks in and she immediately hides it and Megan says you know I can't compete with your gift that's not how you talk to people Megan no one's competing. Just right. be like, if anything, I do feel uncomfortable with this. But Isabel is like, yeah, this isn't something to compete with. I wanted to give it to you. Um, and then we hear with from Megan that things aren't going smoothly with Luke. Like, not only did her, not only did his dad like act trash towards her mom and mm-hmm. her and Isa, and Isa but also mm-hmm. like. Megan is feeling some type of way about finding the bikini, about, like, that conversation that she had with Luke about money. Like, yeah, things are not going well between them. Okay, that's a great jogging in my memory, because I was like, what? Um, Megan also flakes on her plans with Isabella. She says she's going to be working. So, downstairs, Debbie is baking. She tells Isabella, like, actually, me and Steve are taking a break. How about just break up? How about that? Because Steve is trifling. <laughs> Um, yeah, Megan leaves, um, claiming she is going to get a gift or some something about a gift. She takes the gift with her. That's what it is. Isabella, she bar asked to borrow Debbie's car, which Debbie say no to something. Be a parent. What's going on? But she she lets this girl. Does she have a driver's license? Yeah. Whatever. Um, so she gets to take Debbie's car. It's wild. And she claims she's going shopping. Now, what she does is that she follows Megan and they're driving into the woods. It's like, first of all, Megan, you don't look in your rear view mirror and see that there's a car right behind you. Like, what's going on? Right. They both don't know how to drive. It's so wild. <laughs> um, Isabella parks and see she, 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 she sees trees with, like, red lines on them. She follows them. And there's security cameras, too. So someone got footage of Isabella running around on their property. Turns out 
Uh, Megan went to Ned's house, is giving him a gift. I couldn't make out what that gift was, but he's like, oh, want some hot cocoa inside? And Isabel's watching like, what the fuck is this? And it is weird. What's up with this man that she, like... It's weird. It's very weird. Is I is that the... Do we think that's the same man who was shooting his gun in the woods in, like, the first or second episode? <gasps> that's my thing. Because maybe he's the saw. one who killed Luke. My thing is we never saw who the heck that was. We heard it was some, like... Gl- like um mogul of some tech situation and that's not how they were talking about him um isabella instead calls him a crazy captain so to me it it was giving townie vibes yeah yeah so we'll continue to see but isabella one thing she'll do is she'll snitch immediately when she feels like someone (laughs) is lying to her so what Isabella does is that she goes back home. <laughs> Luke is over there, and she's like, "Something wrong with Megan? She running around? She hiding things from me?" And it's like, "Damn, you gotta Isabella be- is not ride or die. She always talks about being ride or die. She will take right. she Megan out it. immediately if yes. she stops hanging out with her. But she does it in such again." Back to her manipulation, she does it in such a needy, manipulative way where it's just like, I'm not getting attention from this person, so I'm going to talk about them with someone else who's close to them, mm-hmm. and like, which which makes the which makes things weirder, because Megan walks in, Megan already is suspecting that they're cheating on her, mm-hmm. Megan walks in and it's just like, am I interrupting something? Yeah. Like and and knows you are like Isa knows she's a bad bitch, so she's just sitting on the couch like she maybe you are, maybe you're not. Like <laughs> like Isa Isa is a whole you know what? She also plays it off like she's concerned about her. Yes. And yes. it's like you ain't concerned <laughs> you weren't concerned when you were helping her sneak into a club. Like chill out. Chill out. So that's also something about her that's like Yeah. Okay, side eye. Okay, so what she tells Luke is that Megan snuck out, really. And so yeah, like you said, Megan came home. Um Debbie is in the trailer. I've been calling it a trailer. Apparently it's an Airstream. Can't tell the difference. Um, oh, I thought it was a trailer all this time. That's I'm like, why well, I got this black girl living. Debbie says Airstream. Oh. Okay. So, <laughs> Debbie's apparently putting away laundry when she finds these postcards written to Lisa and Isabella walks in and so Debbie's like, what's <laughs> And she was like, oh, to my friend Lisa, she in the Caribbean. Like, we always, like, drop <laughs> mail to each other after we get back. And she was like, oh, that's smart. But, like, you haven't gotten any letters from Lisa. And she's like, no, I haven't. just been beating you to the mailbox. And it's like, lie after lie after lie. I, I hate how nosy people, like, every character like Debbie now Debbie is nosy too but first it was just Issa and Megan 
who like snoop around so much with each other but now it's debbie too we need to know more about this child that's my thing debbie doesn't know she's unaware of too many things that are happening in her in her house (laughs) and that's my problem with debbie (laughs) she is she sure as fuck is and debbie just feels like a parent who has like no control over her kids for so many reasons and it's like but nah but nah but debbie said something like why haven't you mailed them and Mm -hmm. and then yeah she was just like you haven't gotten any letters back Mm -hmm. and i'm just like you are giving her the third degree right now like mind your business Mm -hmm. (laughs) am Mm -hmm. i the only one who felt like She's doing the most. I know that, like, plot-wise, she has I to do think, the most. But, I like, think she, I was... I think it was weird, but I enjoyed it because I need those answers. Like, yeah, who have you been writing yeah. to? Why are you keeping them? Because you thought she was... Lisa was her her other personality or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, so... That this is better, though. This is better. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this, she should be asking so many other questions, but this is apparently the one she wanted to focus on. Um, Next, Megan's in her room reading a mystery novel, and then Isabella comes in, and she's like, ooh, remind me to run to you when I have to, like, get rid of a body. And she's like, I mean, lie helps. Again, the murder joke. Exactly. No one talks like this. But she's like, you shouldn't use lie, you know? Helps speed up things and then Isabel goes on to apologize to her so still weird energy and at the end of this timeline Isabella goes into the house um Megan's eating a cookie um they start eating together and Megan thanks her finally for the monitor Isabella walks away and you could just still feel that there's weirdness and tension here well yeah I mean it's because Megan is in an insecure place, understandably, mm-hmm. like Megan, like now we have more context as to why Megan is mistrustful of mm-hmm. Iza because we see that like Megan caught Iza cheating on Luke when they were together. So mm-hmm. now she's just like, you probably could do this again, right? So that mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, there's that. There's you know the bikini she found. There's the the fact that like she's feeling like um she's feeling the classism of it all mm-hmm. she's feeling like because like Isa and um Luke both have money that there's ways that they are like relating to each other that like she doesn't necessarily understand not at a fault to Megan at all but like yeah in terms of, like yeah rich people just fucking not seeing money as a, a big of a deal as she does right mm-hmm. and like being a little bit more flippant about it, a little more loose about it. And I think like, it's really interesting because I think they both gave great gifts. I think it really is the price point that makes it seem like a huge imbalance. But like, yeah, Isa obviously knows that Megan is like a computer whiz and that having this computer will help her life, right? And I think, I don't know. I, I think it's, I, I think like had... Luke not been someone that they both dated I wonder what their friendship would look like and it makes me sad it makes me sad when like boys get in between femme 
like intimate femme friendships. Like it mm-hmm. always makes me feel like, fuck man like y'all are only treating each other this way because of a man and that makes me it's not worth it it's not worth it july 25th 2000 we are in the green timeline the news is out megan was pregnant it's in the paper and um isabella is back in a hotel talking to her lawyer and her lawyer's like look i gotta do this because of your little bag of tricks that was found in the crawl space in that cabin and Isabella goes back home. She goes over to Megan to talk to her and she reveals that she knew about the pregnancy because she was looking in the trash can and found a pregnancy test. And no fucking boundaries in this house. No boundaries at all. Well, also, Megan does not know how to throw things out. (laughs) Like, terrible track record. Are you kidding me? Like, first of all, you're a teenager. You took a pregnancy test. Like, why are you not, like, walking to, like, the farthest trash can, the farthest, like, public trash can <laughs> to throw this out? Like, I would have done that if I was a teenager. But she she's sneaky, but she wanted to hack the feds. Okay. No, 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 no. This bitch said she's sneaky. She said it in this episode. <laughs> She did it without me. And she was like, whatever, bitch. She doesn't believe her. But, you know, Megan's the one. (laughs) Megan's the one talking about, no, no, no. It's Isabella. Because Isabella would bring this up first. She's like, I'm still ride or die. And, like, um, she says she hasn't given up on them being friends. And Megan calls her delusional. And I'm like, yes, you are, girl. You, you are, you are alone. How do you? That was a good. It? That was a good line, and and I like how they shot it because they they like showed, um, they shot it from the back, like them sitting on the stairs, and then they yeah. show like Megan get up and Isabella's left there by herself. I was just like, yeah. damn, that and that hurt. That hurt. And she like has the most like blank look on her face, where I truly am. Still with my Joe Goldberg theory of, like, is this girl not here? Is this girl literally globbed onto Megan and, like, making more out of what their relationship is? And, like, it's going to take something big for her to snap on Megan. See, and I have compassion for that. Because, like... right now I have compassion for that because like both okay Joe Goldberg Joe Goldberg is a terrible human being terrible but we see we see that both Joe and is a come trauma from, like neglected they have trauma they come from neglected homes like and they also experience um like a really they experience like really big like deaths in their lives at young ages. Wait, am I jumping too far? <laughs> Y'all seen the episode. <laughs> but, and I think that like, like I have, I have compassion for the fact that all of those ingredients could lead to like 
mental health issues that could also lead to you having this like inflated imagination when it comes to like trying to seek love from people and trying to seek validation from people so this this it's Isabella's over here like yo I love this white girl and I'm ride or die for her but she's not reciprocating it and that makes me sad meanwhile Megan is just like yo we haven't talked in how many months like why are you still pining for this relationship right but at, but like I I don't know I'm not at fault for Isabella feeling that way why because she is still living in this trailer like in the fucking backyard this family don't. is still, like, taking don't. care of her. Why aren't you staying like, with your lawyer? Why, like, why? Yeah, right? Like, like, there's a lot of mixed messages here. Like, this family hasn't kicked her out. She said she says she been said she wanted to leave. You got Isabella here like, nah, bitch, you, you staying. Like, there's a lot of, like, mixed, mixed messages. I can understand Isabella holding on and being like, well, maybe we could be friends again one day. She didn't say stay because I want you around. She said stay because you not letting me hold the bag for this. <laughs> the hell? The hell? <laughs> she hears what she wants to hear in that head of hers and I hope it works out for her in the end because right now what? it's not. <laughs> right no, now this, it's This not. little girl can't Isabella clearly went through some things and she she, she, just, she obviously doesn't know the right places to seek love from. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I, I have compassion for her like holding on in places that don't make any fucking sense. Because where else is she going to hold on? Right? Like, Call your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that before this show ends, her parents come. I need it. I need to see I it. really need to see, because, like, I'm tired of these teen shows showing teenagers without, without parents that are, but these parents are actually alive, but they're showing these teens living these, like, parents' lives as if they are, like, adults. Like, it's so fucking weird. And, like, nah, I need to see her parents. I need to see some love. I need I need to see them trying to like save this little girl. She has a whole she's a part of a whole murder investigation. Why are y'all not here? I don't know. I don't know what she told them. It's weird. But anyway, Megan, so Megan tells Debbie, like, you need to get Isabella out of here. And Isabella's like, is it true you were pregnant? How did it resolve? Of course, we didn't get answers. We're not going to get answers for a long time on that. So don't worry about it, Debbie. Debbie, you always late with the questions, Debbie. Yeah. Um, so Megan's like, you always want to play neutral, but it's time to pick a side. I'm your daughter. So Debbie, she goes to talk to Isabella, and she was like, you know, I told you that this is your home, but you're going to stay somewhere else. And Fucked up. Fucked up. Isabella's like, oh my god, I, Isabella, the compulsive liar that she is, is like, oh my god, I ordexed, I'm going to Parker's, and it's like, does partner, Parker even like you? Like, what are you talking about, right? So, so, she, Debbie, she tells Debbie that Megan tried to get rid of something, and then, once again, she's like, I can bite that bitch oh, I can't stay here anymore, Megan. Well, guess what? Your mama now knows that you threw something in the trash that had blood on it. So figure that out, Megan. It's like, goddamn. So listen, one thing, one thing about Iza is she's going to clap back. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. She's going to mm-hmm. clap back with the facts. Mm-hmm. But it's never facts. to Just Megan's like, face. Uh, never to Megan's face. <laughs> so we find out Isabella wasn't planning on going anywhere. She goes to the airstream. She's crying. She's packing her stuff. She's throwing up. So now to the lawyer. The lawyer tells um, Isabella, like, the sheriff is asking around about St. Bart's. Shook. We're all shook. And, um, and Isabella's like, isn't this what you pay- we pay you for? And she's like, look, someone's going to talk at some point, so we're going to have to just prepare for that. Um, Deb later, she gets a letter from Trevor because, guess what? Isabella, you're not the only one around here who could snitch. So Trevor was like, just to let you know, um, you know, I apologize for not letting you know how how weird Isabella is, but just letting you know my sister's dead from drowning in a lake like Luke did. And I really was trying to watch that scene again so I can pause on the <laughs> I was about to read that newspaper, but I did not have time. Because <laughs> I was like, nah, I need all the details for my clues. <laughs> yeah. So do we think that Isabella did it? Isabel has to be involved. Has to. Has to. Listen, I was watching Megan's acting in that moment when she opened that letter in front of her mom. Nah, she did it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, let me tell you why. Because it was giving, it was giving like she was panicking, but she was also like, this might be the thing that can save me in this case, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. what if this is a coincidence? What if this is a coincidence that ends up working in Megan's advantage in terms of covering up that maybe she's the one who killed Luke? And her mom is right there, so she so she's got to act like, oh shit, like I didn't even like maybe this is. Am I reaching? Look, you spooky ooky Scorpio. You know there's no coincidences in our mystery. I, I feel like things are not. I feel like the clues are not going to be what they seem. I feel like the clues are not going to be what they seem. And I feel like the show wants us to think that is a is a big part of this. And I'm sure Isa has her demons, her skeletons in the closet. I'm sure. Because, like, why are you running away from home so much? Why Are, are they in the parents? closet? Why are are they in the closet? Like, or, I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. The but room with us. Her they're in the all... room with us, but, but not. But Megan, 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 Megan did something, yo. Megan did something. Girl. I'm telling you. But remember my theory, yeah. though. Remember What's my theory. Because my theory was, is that Megan totally totally participated if not done it but my theory is that Isabella manipulated her into the position of doing mm. it like I don't know mm. what she said about Luke or what was the situation was yeah. but yeah. I see it as like Megan is guilty but guilty because she did it for the wrong reasons like Isabella gave her a whole other situation for that whole thing to be set okay. up and that's okay. why she's like if I go down, you you 
will be going down too, bitch, because you were definitely part of this. Like, I love that in the the first or second episode, we see Isabella and Megan taking that jump off the cliff together into the water. Because I feel like that was a big foreshadowing of how, like, maybe this is a part of the equation. Remember that scene? Mm-hmm, I do. Like, I don't know, man. Something... Maybe it was something like that, where, like, Lisa and Isa, like, jumped into the water, but, like, Lisa didn't know how to swim. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it wasn't, Mm -hmm. like, as obvious as we think. Mm -hmm. We have a BB moment, a beautiful Black moment (laughs) this episode. Um, Trevor walking into the stage. Like, Trevor being like, okay, like, I'm here. And I'm a, I'm a fuck shit up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I think he's that. But also the way that his acting, like, brushed up against Iza's and it made them both like, I don't know, like, their scenes together were really, really good. I feel like I saw mm-hmm. some of Isabella's best acting mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna give it to the deceased Lisa in the picture yeah. on the wall. R.I.P. Like, R.I.P. A black woman. A black R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. But I was like, okay. And she's okay. gorgeous. Now, we don't have any canonical bisexuals yet in this show, but is there a moment that you would label as the chaotic bisexual energy moment of this episode? Isla being like, never mind. Like, you like this boy more than me. I like you more than this boy. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, it's not that deep. It's not that deep for me. Like, our relationship is more important. Yes. Um, You kind of need this. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. 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 I think yeah. so, too. I'm trying to see if there's any other moment I can think of, but that was going to be mine. I also felt like the stare down between Luke and Trevor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when Luke was like looking him up and down, like it was, it was a little too many looks too long. Mm. I was just like, huh. Nah. Like maybe one or two, one or two look, one or two up and down looks is like, nigga, you ain't shit. But then it went to like four, and it was almost like, "Nigga, you the shit." Like I'm nah, looking at you. Nah, nah. <laughs> so very much looking forward to what we got going on in this next episode, guys. Please keep an eye out for our next recap of next Monday's podcast. And yeah, have a good one, Black Five Baddies, and those who love us. And keep theorizing. Keep theorizing out there. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.